morning, ladies. This is Candy Bryan. I am so happy you have taken time out of your day to come and join us on the podcast. I want to say good morning <laughs> and welcome to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. It is always an honor when ladies or gentlemen, for that matter, we have some, some fellows out there that are tuning in and commenting as well. Thank you all for your support. And I want to thank my very special guest today. This is a special day because we have Kimberly R. Stewart on the line. Kimberly, would you please say good morning to our listeners? Good morning, ladies. It is so awesome to have you and have this time with you. This this is going to sound dated, and I know you're not really supposed to date your podcast, but we are bracing for the storm, right? Right. <laughs> this is storm time. So you have been in, in the midst of preparing, and you've come, and you've chosen to spend some time with us. So we truly appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So for those of you who don't know her and are ready to get to know this powerhouse, Kimberly R. Stewart is the president. She's a certified financial planner with KRS Wealth Management. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end, how folks can get in touch with you, because I believe you have a mighty word. And God does speak to us in his word about finances. So ladies and everyone listening, the Good Morning Lady family, join your hearts and minds. I'm going to open us up in prayer. And then, Kimberly, we're going to turn it over to you and we're going to put our seatbelts on and brace ourselves for an awesome word. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this time. God, we know that you desire for us to have wisdom and understanding, and your word declares that in all our getting, get understanding. So, Father, I thank you for this time of wisdom. We bless Kimberly, our steward, and her ministry and her business and this mighty word that comes forth, God. We thank you that you will impart wisdom to us, God, and that we won't only hear the word, but we will be doers of the word. God, I pray that mindsets will be transformed, and I pray that financial situations will be transformed by your word that comes forth during this time. God, we love you. We invite your Holy Spirit. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen. Okay. So I can just give the the listeners a little background. And and for you as well, if you haven't been on our journey, Kimberly, we have been on a 90-day road trip to shutting down fear and anxiety in our lives. And I'm a little overwhelmed because there were some posts and there was a video posted recently of a young lady who took off her wig out of um, after 20 years of having alopecia. She said specifically in her video, I've been listening to the podcast and I've been walking in fear and anxiety for 20 years. And so just when we think sometimes that when we're speaking the word of God and we're encouraging people and it's falling on deaf ears or we don't know if it's going anywhere, I want all of you to know I thank you for your support. And we know that this podcast is impacting lives. And so today is no different, no different. We need this word as we wrap up the series. We've been talking about this journey and we're on a girl's trip, Kimberly. So you just got in the car. I forgot to mention that you are on this road trip now with us. We are on this (laughs) journey. And by the end of September, we are going to close this out with walking fearlessly in the area of of God's provision and finances. So I'm going to ask you one question to kick us off and then it's all yours. We want to know, first of all, you have you have 24 years of experience in this area, and so you are definitely the expert. But can you just start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit about you and what drew you to the world of finance. I've always, Candy, had a love of numbers. I grew up thinking that I was going to be an accountant. That was my, I knew that at a very, very mm-hmm. early age. I love math, all of that. I grew up thinking that I would be an accountant. 
Got to college, took a few accounting classes, and realized that you need to be really, really special to be an accountant. I'm not that special. So. <laughs> and, and go Knights, by the way. Go Knights, right? You're a Knight. I know that. Go Knight, yes. I am a UCF Knight. And so I switched from accounting to finance, and I have loved it ever since. It has been my passion. It has been my purpose. I am blessed enough, and, and I don't count this lightly. I am blessed enough to be doing what I believe I was created to do. I believe Kimberly R. Stewart was created to do exactly what I'm doing today. And so that is one of the greatest joys of my life. So I started out at Charles Schwab right out of college, spent nine years there, got my certified financial planner, went to State Farm um, to help them start their financial services division and did extremely well, excelled there um, for three years and then Around that third year, it was time for my annual review, and I will be quite, and I say this humbly, but I'll be quite frank. I led this, there were 18 of us that did what I do did in the state of Florida. I led the state mm-hmm. in all categories that we were measured in. And so I get wow. to my annual review, and they tell me, you know, Kimberly, great, you're doing wonderful here, you're doing this, 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 but you've reached the top of your pay grade. Hmm. And I said, hold up, wait a minute. Now I'm doing all these things, (laughs) excelling in everything you're asking me to excel in, but you can't give me a pay increase. And so Hmm. I started thinking about it. And and, and for some time, you know, God had put it in my heart that I couldn't serve the way I wanted to serve in corporate America. And so I started doing some things on the side, you know, doing a little consulting here and there on the side. And And so I got ready to go out, leave State Farm and go out on my own and looked at, you know, what it would cost from a capital standpoint, from a money standpoint. And so God directed me someday over um, a glass of tea. I'll tell you the full story, but God directed me to Edward Jones. And Edward Jones is a financial services firm, but each office is like having your own franchise. So I went there first to develop my name, my brand, build my book of business, save my money, use their money. And... December 3rd of this year will be seven years. Seven years ago, I hung my own shingle and I haven't looked back since. I can tell you that that is the best thing I've ever done. Um, I will tell any aspiring entrepreneur, go for it. Um, There's this saying, oh, darling, what if you fail? But oh, darling, what if you succeed? And I've succeeded and I joke and I say this jokingly, but it's true. I haven't missed a meal or a hair appointment yet. And so... it, it is the best thing I could have ever done. But what led me to that was that whole one, several things. I, I, I know God already had my life and my purpose planned out, and I now know that. But two, being told that I couldn't get a pay increase, that there was this ceiling that I had attained. And I know we serve a God that says, I will give you blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. So if I don't have room enough to receive it, you can't put a limit on it. Yes. And yes. so for me... There, I knew I had to go work for Kimberly Stewart. That is so good. Mm, That is a story. First of all, ladies, we haven't even gotten into the meat of this word today. (laughs) And already I'm writing notes vigorously and I'm just like, oh, this is so good. So thank you for that because we we did want to get to know you a little bit better. And I think we got a picture of where you're going to take us because I believe you have a heart for everyone to be set free financially, to be walking in God's wisdom. And so I'm going to say, 
we're on this road trip. Kimberly, take the wheel. And what has God really been speaking to you? And what is the word of encouragement for today concerning our finances? So there are a couple of things that I try to impart to everyone that I speak. And, and one of them is one, debt. Debt for us is like slavery because it's bondage. Debtor's prison is you're buying stuff today in the hopes that you'll be able to afford it somewhere down the road. But in the event that you're not able to afford it and pay for it somewhere down the road, you're stuck in this prison. And so one of the things I tell people all the time is live within your means. The Joneses don't exist. You can't keep up. You know, I got to keep up with the Joneses. They don't exist. They're an imaginary family. You can't keep up with something that does not actually exist. Live within your means. The stats say that we as Americans, for every dollar we make, we spend somewhere between $1.30, $1.40. That means we're living 30 to 40% above our means. That's something we have to cap. And one of the biggest things mm. that we have to learn to do is take very serious, your credit. Your credit score is your second biggest asset, in my humble opinion. Let me tell you what your first one is. Your first biggest asset is your ability to get up and earn a living. That's your biggest asset, to be able to go to work, make money, earn a living. Your second biggest asset is your credit score. And too often, we take the ostrich position about our credit. We want to bury our heads in the sand and hope that it's going to magically fix itself or it's going to magically build itself. It does not do that. You have to put in work, you have to put in effort, and you have to put in some, 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 you know, activity into it. I tell people all the time, know your credit. Everybody else checks your credit. There's nothing we mm. do today where they don't run your credit, whether it's getting a car, getting a cell phone, getting utilities, all of those things. And so if you know that you're going to need this asset, why not make it the biggest and best asset that you can? And so one of the things that most people don't know is what determines your credit score. So I want to give you a quick synopsis of that. 35% of your credit score is whether or not you pay your bills on time. It's that simple. Miss one payment. If it's due on the third, that does not mean you send it on the third. That means they have to have it by the third. So you miss one payment, your credit score will go down. 30, the next 30% of your credit score is how much of your credit you are actually using. If every credit card in your purse is maxed out, that's going to negatively affect your credit score. There's something called your credit utilization ratio. How much of your credit are you actually using? Because if everything on you have is maxed out to lenders, you're on the brink of a financial disaster. Because if you run out of credit, how are you going to pay any bills? How are you going to live and things of that nature? 15% of your credit score is how long you've had credit. 10% is the type of credit you have, whether it's revolving or installment loans. And then 10% is the number, number of inquiries. We call it inquiries, i.e., how often are you going out seeking credit? And so one of the things I tell people, if, you, if you've taken note of those numbers, 35% is whether or not you pay your bills on time. 30% is how much of credit you've actually used. One of the hottest things out there now is everyone and their grandmother wants to be a credit repair specialist. And so, and I'm very leery of that because you can't repair my credit if your credit score is a 450. How do I expect you to repair mine? But that's a whole different Ouch. discussion. So when people talk about repairing credit and paying all this money to repair credit, remember, I just told you that 65% of your credit is whether or not you pay your bills on time and how much of your credit use. 
you can repair your own credit, pay your bills on time, pay down your balances. That's 65% of your credit score. Now, don't get me wrong. I do credit repair. So if you really want to pay someone to do it, you can. But what I often tell people is there's nothing really I can do for your credit that you theoretically cannot do for yourself. And so if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, going to pay someone to repair your credit doesn't make a whole bunch of sense to me. What I'd much rather you do is take that $800,000, and pay a bill and then get your own credit repaired. And there are ways to do that. So I I often share that with uh, especially people of color. Uh, We have to do a better job of, of repairing our credit. You know, your credit is your asset. And so the second thing I want to talk about is the Bible talks about leaving an inheritance. To not just live on earth and just have all worldly possessions and not leave an inheritance for those that come behind you, the next generation. And so for me, creating generational wealth is very important. And let me say something. The name of my firm, firm is KRS Wealth Management. That wealth to me is the most important part because wealth isn't just about money. See, rich is about money. Wealth is about a standard of living, a comfort of living, having peace at night and being able to sleep well. And so that's why my firm is named KRS Wealth Management because that's my goal. I want to teach you how to build wealth. Doesn't mean you have 29 zeros in your bank account. You could actually have four or five or six. But as long as you're comfortable and you're not living paycheck to paycheck and that you're able to do some of the things in life, I think that is true wealth. And true wealth is is being comfortable to me. And so one of the things I talk about often is generational wealth and creating generational wealth. And one of the best ways to do that, good people, is life insurance. And here's so I'm going to talk about church people, because on Sunday mornings, we fill up Mm. churches. We fill up churches, and once the Spirit hits us, we shout, we run around the church, we talk in tongues, we do flips, we do all of this. And then on mm. Monday, you'll go somewhere and you won't have life insurance. And, and what I don't understand about that is if we say we love the Lord, His Word says that we all are going to die, that there we have an appointed date with death. Yeah. And so if I love the Lord, why wouldn't I believe, you know, He can't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. And so the truth of the matter is he says the very hairs on our head are numbered. And so if I love the Lord and he heard my cry and he turned, placed my feet around and placed me on solid, all those lovely cliches we like to say in church, why wouldn't as God's people, we would believe his word and create generational wealth for our people? Life insurance is the way to do that. Life insurance is how you do that. Because the truth of the matter is we have a 100% chance of dying. It's inescapable. We're going to die. So leave an inheritance for those that are coming behind you. Leave some wealth. You know, one of the biggest things that we face, certainly as a, as a society of color, is our children, if it's a 100-yard dash, our children start out at the negative 30. Their children start at the positive 30. I don't care if you're Usain Bolt. If you start out 30, 60 yards behind your opponent, there's no way you can make up that distance in a 100-yard dash. Our finances are no different. We have to give our children a better starting point. And so if I know that I'm going to die, and I've told you that we have a 100% chance of doing that, 
Why not leave something so the child behind you can go to a better college, get a better education? A better education equates to a better job. A better job equals better income. More income means I can now buy a house in a better neighborhood, send my children to better schools, and we repeat that cycle over and over again. That's how we get ahead. And I am almost 100% sure that that's what the Lord meant by leaving an inheritance. Create something better for you and your child. Don't leave bills. Leave a will. Don't leave us trying to set up a GoFundMe page to bury you. That's not what GoFundMe was set up for. I am team no GoFundMe. If you send me anything about a GoFundMe, I will delete you on social media. Because we have an opportunity, we have an opportunity to do the right thing. And I've had the opportunity to deliver many, many life insurance checks, help people get through that process. And you can't, I can't explain to you the joy and the relief on their face, especially when here's something we have to understand, ladies, is most of the time we outlive our husbands. The life expectancy for females is longer than that for males. And so chances are, I believe the stats say, if you're married, you have a 60% chance of being a widow. And so what typically happens is the wife and the kids are typically displaced out of their home and things of that nature. We can prevent those. And, and, and life insurance is one of the perfect ways to do that. You, get, you, you pay pennies and you get dollars. And so that's something oh that we goodness. have to do a better job of doing. Candy, please stop me. Please interrupt me. I've said a lot. And no. That is truly my passion. Uh, we just have to, we have to do a better job. Well, you know, I didn't want to stop you because I'm on the floor. Ladies, I am like in a place of repentance and truly, truly, you know, God chastens whom he loves. If he didn't, you know, put this word in you to come straight to the point and not mincing words, not beating around the bush, we wouldn't get better. We wouldn't get better. So I did have a follow-up question for you, and I wrote down and I circled it in my notes that, you know, what does all of this have to do with how we handle our finances in a fearful way? And you said it in the beginning. You said we put our head in the sand, not only about our credit, but about life insurance, about leaving Mm -hmm. a legacy. I think the first time I spoke to you over the phone, I said, you know, after breast cancer, why did it have to take me facing life or death for me to mm-hmm. finally figure out, oh, okay, I need to, to, you know, make sure I'm doing something to create wealth and bring in revenue aside from my nine to five and leave a legacy, leave this ministry for Jordan, my little one. You know, all this time I've just been going to my nine to five with my head in the sand, in and out, same routine every day. And yes, I purchased life insurance through my my company plan. Kimberly, I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. I Let just me ask a little this. bubble. Yeah, let me ask you this. And group in group group life insurance, which is typically through your employer, is great. Mm -hmm. But what happens when that job leaves you or you leave that job? Most of that life insurance isn't portable, i.e., you can't take it with you. And so that's why I preach this. And this is not an opportunity for me to sell life insurance. I truly don't care if you buy it from me or not. I I just want you to get it. I just want you to get it. I asked my pastor, I attend one of the biggest churches in Orlando, and I asked him, tell me, how many people, we do funerals, I believe, every week. How many people actually come through here that have life insurance passes? And he said, probably 15 to 20%. That means set almost 80% do not. That's easy math. 
and we have to change that narrative. You, I, I hate to say it. I hate speaking about my own mortality. It is a scary thought, and that's part of the reason why we don't plan, because we're scared to die. But the truth of the matter is we have a 100% chance of dying at some point. Because if mm-hmm. I here's, – here's the flip, flip side of that. If I told mm-hmm. you that you had – if you went and bought a lottery ticket from Publix, that you had a 100% chance of winning the lottery, all of you would line up. Publix line would be wrapped around the buildings 12 times to buy that lottery ticket. Well, I'm telling yes. you now, you have a lottery ticket to die, and it's that going to happen. And so if you know it's going to happen, prepare and plan for it. You, it, can, it, can, it can help those coming behind you because it's not for you. Life insurance is not for the person laying in the casket. It's for the per- people they leave behind, the spouse, the children, the friends, the family, the charitable organizations. Maybe you give money to your church. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. But it's for the people you leave behind. Oh, that's so good. By, by any chance, do you have that verse? I was just looking for it while, while you were talking about leaving an inheritance. A wise man leaves an inheritance. I have it. This is so good. I had to find the verse because I, I need to meditate on this because this is where, this is the season that God has me in is really gaining understanding. And so it's Proverbs thirteen twenty two. This is the NIV version. It says, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children, children. Ouch. That hurts, Kimberly. Not just our children, but two generations. Right. It's not just, that, that's to my point. It's not for the person who we're, we're honoring at, this, at the home going, the funeral. It's for the people behind. And that's what that we so have cool. to understand. Well, I have one last follow-up question for you before we close out in prayer. And then we want to learn. And I know <laughs> all the listeners are going to want to uh, run this back and play it again to find out where to get in touch with you. But why do you think we are so fearful? We were talking about head in the sand um, before I went to find the scripture. But why, why are we like that in, in your dealings with people and doing consultant work? What is that? root of fear, where's that coming from? It's lack of knowledge and understanding. I'll give you a mm-hmm. perfect example. Um, when I started this journey and this path and things of that nature, I asked my mother, um, I said, I grew up in a single parent household. I said, why didn't you ever talk to me about money? And she said to me, she said, it would have been a very short conversation because I didn't have any. And so wow. she couldn't talk to me about it because she didn't understand it. And it was always a sense of, of a constant sense of struggle for her. And so that it's just passed down. You know, I never saw as a child, my mother balancing a checkbook. I didn't see credit cards. I didn't see all those things. And so when I get to UCF and all those things are now thrust upon me, I'll be quite frank with you. Initially, I didn't do well with it. I tell people I have a great credit score right now. I haven't always had one and I'll never mm-hmm. be that financial person that sits in on the, you know, ivory tower and, Oh, I did all this great. All I did. No. Part of the reason why I can talk so well about this is it comes from experience. And so lack of knowledge and lack of understanding is what has created the fear with us about money because we don't understand it. I don't know what well, my credit score is this, who knows how they got, how they calculated this. Well, now I've I've taught you how how they calculate those things. And so that has been the biggest impediment for us towards money. And so what I try to tell people to do is get out and learn. 
the same effort and energy that you put into learning, if you build widgets for a living, you put some effort and energy into building widgets, and you put some time and resources into learning about how to build widgets. Do the same with your money. Get a book, um, Investing for Dummies, uh, any of those smart, smart Women Finish Rich, any of those books, and there's one coming from Kimberly soon, so hopefully next time I'll be able to name my own book. But it <laughs> can teach you about money. And that is what has caused the fear candies that we don't understand it. And because we don't understand it, we're faced with, oh, if I don't understand it, I don't want to do it. Most of the time when people ask me about investing, the reason why they haven't done it in the past is, oh, Kimberly, I don't know what that means. But you miss out wow. because you don't know what it means. And if you don't know what it means, remember I told you guys, I haven't missed a meal or a hair appointment since scheduled to starting my own business. And I joke about that. That's a joke. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is I don't do my own hair. The reason being is I am not an expert in hair. When I did my own hair, it was dry, brittle, it broke. I go pay someone to do my hair. My hair is healthy. I hadn't had a relaxer in four years. All of those things. Same thing. Ooh, if, I get a, <laughs> if I get a stomach ache, I'm not going to get a scalpel and just start cutting. I'm going to call yeah. a professional. I'm going to go see that professional, and I'm going to take the advice of that professional. Your money is no different. If you do not do money, if that's not what you do for a living, then go get some help. We make decisions mm -hmm. about money every second of the day. And so we can either choose to continue to make those decisions on ignorance and lack of knowledge or we can go and get empowered. And so what I say to people is mm -hmm. let go of that fear. Go learn yeah. about your money. That when you're when it's open enrollment and your job and you're, you know, circling those ovals, I want this and I want that. Sit down and talk to someone. Why is it that I need two times the amount of my salary and life insurance? Why do I need disability? Why do I need these things? And what do they mean? And what what happens when if I need to use one of these benefits, how does it play out? Mm. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was working for someone, I've been disabled twice in my very short life and couldn't go to work. Had I not had disability insurance, which I would have been in trouble because guess what? Remember, I told you your biggest asset is your ability to earn a living. When that was taken away from me, how was I going to pay my bill? Disability insurance did that for me. Wow. And so that we've got to remove the fear. We've got to remove the cloak. And I'll be quite frank with you. This is why I think God gave me this gift, because I have to teach people that look like me what I know. That's good. And that's why I do this. That's good. You said something and it was right from the word of God. You know, what's interesting. There's a, a chapter, um, let me scroll up here. This is in Luke chapter 16. And Jesus is talking about a shrewd businessman, someone in the world. And I hear you, Kimberly, loud and clear. You're speaking to the people of God. But even Jesus told a parable about mm -hmm. how the people in the world handle things so much better than the people of God. And mm -hmm. the scripture is, uh, let me scroll up here, Luke 16. And I'm going to start back at chapter uh, verse 8. And it said, um, and it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you into their eternal, eternal home. And this is the verse we all know very well. If you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. And most people misinterpret misinterpret the word. And Jesus is talking about if you're faithful in the little things, he calls money the little 
thing. Mm-hmm. We make money the, the biggest thing in the world, but Jesus is like, the things of the kingdom are much bigger. But if you can't mm-hmm. even handle some money that I've given you, I can't give you any place to handle my children and ministries and, you know, doing all these great things that you want to do for the kingdom, children of God, if you can't even be disciplined in the little. And I, I love everything you're saying. And the, the last person want to, oh, go ahead. Think go about it. it. Think about it, Candy, the parable of talent. That That yes. is another perfect example of if I'm going to give you one talent and you can take that talent to, you can take it literally or you can take it figuratively. Literally, my talent is I've got to teach people that look like me what I know. But figuratively, that could be money. If I'm going to give you one piece of money and you take that one piece and you bury it and you do nothing with it, why should I give Mm. you 10? Why should I multiply Mm. what you have if you don't use it in the way, in the manner that I want you to use? That is so good. Let me, we're not done. And ladies, I hope you're still writing because let me go on to the second part and what you're saying is so good. It's uh, Jesus said, but if you are dishonest in the little things, <laughs> which mm-hmm. we, a lot of us have been in the area of finance, you won't be honest, be honest with the greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And I'm just, Oh, God is so good. Thank you for this amazing word. I want to close with the last verse. And then if you have any last words for our listeners, it's a word of encouragement. And I'm going to ask if you would close this out in prayer. But this is Hosea 4.6, a verse we all know pretty well. And you've touched on it over and over again during our time together. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Yes. Period. And so Thank you for the wisdom. Thank you for being used. I'm so happy that this is your passion and that he's using you for this. <laughs> but you have any I couldn't hide it, Candy, if I tried. If you tried. That's why I couldn't. I couldn't. Sometimes I tell myself, Kimberly, don't say that. You know, don't say that on TV. It comes out. Because <laughs> I, I, I have to say it. Oh, so good. So good. Well, if you would close us out in prayer and then we'll let the the listeners know where they can find out more information about you. Certainly. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for all that you have done. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. And Lord, we thank you for all that you will do. Um, Lord, we ask that we are able to remove that fear, take what we've learned here today and apply it to our daily lives. Lord, we know that Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power, dear Lord. Taking what you have given us and applying it to our daily lives and living the life, Lord, that you would have us live. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you for Candy. We thank you for her ministry. We thank you for her heart and her spirit, Lord, and, and for all that she's doing to uplift the kingdom of God, Lord. Thank you for all your blessings, Lord, and these things we ask in your name. Amen. 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 I know all of our listeners are saying amen. And please, Help me. Give me more information. So where can our listeners, our Good Morning Ladies family, reach you? Um, Ladies, I can be reached at my website is www.krswm.com. So that's K as in Kimberly, R as in Robert, S as in Sam, W as in White, M as in Mary.com. My phone number is 407-425-9101. And you can email me at Kimberly at krswm.com. Once again, the phone number is 407-425-9101. And you can email me at Kimberly at krswm.com. You can also find me on social media as Kimberly R. Stewart. 
and or KRS Wealth Management. Beautiful. And I have space on the podcast page. There's at least two pages of space to um, put your, your bio and your photo and also all of this wonderful contact information. And I'll even include some of the scriptures from today that we shared so we can meditate on them. And most of all, Kimberly, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your gift and for sharing it with us. And I think I think you're right. I think we do have to do something maybe next year. I have major surgery coming up at the end of the year. But I'm like, God, can we do something, a series on finances in the kingdom maybe in 2018? So I hope you would be a part of that. I would love to. Just let me know when. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, please continue to support and follow the podcast. Leave your comments. We want to hear from you. And please go visit Kimberly at her website, and I will post all of that to you. Until next time, I love you in the Lord. And be blessed. Have a blessed week and a blessed day. Bye-bye.